Hi friend, and welcome to Grab Your Light, the podcast, a podcast for young women of color who are trying to navigate a breakup, divorce, or co-parenting relationship with wisdom and grace, and all while maintaining their mental and emotional well-being. I'm Lauren, your host, and while I am no expert, I have been through it, and so now I'm here to walk you through it. So let's talk about it. Hi, friends. If this is your first time listening to the Grab Your Light podcast, then welcome. Thank you for tuning in to my tiny section of the podcast universe. And if you're a repeat listener, then welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty. And please allow me to apologize for the delay in this episode. I caught COVID after two plus years. I'd been avoiding homegirl and she caught up to me and wreaked havoc. So I had COVID and then I started a new job. So for the past three weeks, life has just been super hectic, but I am feeling great. I've gotten rid of that COVID cough. I am settled into my new job. And so we are back with a new episode and I will probably drop a bonus episode or two in the next few days. I feel like I need to get caught up. So look forward to that. This is just a shameless plug where if you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow the podcast on Spotify, then you'll just be notified every time I do drop a new episode. And then you don't have to constantly look to see if I've dropped a new episode. So go ahead and subscribe or follow so that you can just constantly be in the loop. All right, so getting into the meat of the episode, this month I want to get legal. I want to talk about all of the legal things that are involved in actually getting divorced. So typically my episodes relate to those who are getting divorced, but also those who are just going through a breakup. This month, the episodes will be more for those who are getting a legal divorce. If you are just going through a breakup with your short-term or long-term relationship, then, you know, maybe still listen. Perhaps you'll get a tip for yourself. Perhaps you'll get a tip for a friend. Perhaps you'll just be entertained by my shenanigans. But if you're going through an actual divorce, then this will be super, super helpful. So today we are going to talk with kind of the very first step. We're going to talk about getting served divorce papers and it's a super big, scary thing. So I want to tell you about my experience, give you a little bit of factual information about what it means to get served with papers, and then of course, give you some of my tips. So let's just hop right into it. So a few months after my ex-husband left, I was sitting around minding my own business and starting to piece together my life. I, you know, had finally gotten a job that was actually paying the bills. I had stopped crying about my separation. Well, I mean, at least in public places. (laughs) My daughter was easing out of her clinginess, like life was starting to seem okay. I was 
starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was still a ways away, but I could see that it was there. And then wham, I got this super feisty text from my ex telling me that the paralegal he hired for our divorce had been trying to serve me with divorce papers for like days, I think. And initially I thought, ha, <laughs> that's what you get. Good luck trying to get me, suckers. <laughs> no, literally. I sat there like tapping my fingers like an evil genius, you know. Uh, but then the responsible part of me knew that simply avoiding the paralegal was not going to somehow make my divorce not happen. It was going to happen regardless, with or without me. So I needed to get on board and I needed to get on board pretty quickly. So the next day, you know, I'm sitting at work and I get a phone call from an unknown number. And like most of us, I don't answer calls from unknown numbers. But I did this time because I assumed it was this paralegal. And it was. She asked when I was going to be at home so she could serve me these papers. And you guys, I was beyond agitated. I felt like I had to make myself available to this person to receive documents from this stranger who was hired to help my husband officially stop being my husband, right? Like that is why I think this part of the process is so tense is that it makes it very real. Like this is really happening. And I was annoyed. I didn't feel like I needed to go out of my way for this. I didn't feel like I wanted to participate in this at all. And so I was a little, you know, I was a little feisty back with her. Um, and, you know, it wasn't her fault, of course, but for me, she felt like the walking embodiment of my consent to these shenanigans. <laughs> like it felt like if I just avoided her, if I avoided these papers, then I was kind of avoiding divorce which we know it's not actually how it works. So I snappily told her when I'd be home and hung up. Yes, I'm not proud of that. I hung up in her face, but years have gone by. I've made peace with it. So here we are. When I got home later that evening, I got another phone call from an unknown number. I reluctantly answered because I assumed it was her again. And she indicated she was pulling up at my building and would like for me to come down and get the papers. I slid into my slippers and I shuffled very slowly outside. I had absolutely no idea what to expect of this interaction. You know, what exactly was I being served with? Did I need to give anything? Who is this person? Should I have done my hair <laughs> or put on real shoes? Like I had no idea and no one really prepares you for the little things, right? And that's what this whole podcast is about, preparing you for the moments that we all know happen, but that no one actually kind of prepares you for. So I get downstairs and she introduces herself and she hands me a thick manila envelope. I mumbled a quick, okay, great, and went back inside. When I got inside, I placed the envelope on my kitchen counter. I was so anxious about what I would find inside that I wanted to kind of steal myself before looking at it. You know, I thought maybe I'll take a bath 
maybe I'll get a glass of wine. Like maybe I'll get myself in a good enough space to open this envelope. But then again, who am I kidding? I am super impatient. So before I could prepare myself in any way, I opened the envelope. I pulled out a packet of papers, paper clipped together, right there on the very front page at the very top were the words, Petition for Dissolution of Marriage. I just stood there, frozen, holding this packet. It was like a punch to the gut. It was really happening. And with that realization, the tears came. I mean, they flowed. I wiped them away constantly so that I could keep reading. I flipped through the initial papers in order to get to his declaration. The declaration is like a statement of what the filing party wants. Um, and so I, I stopped crying because there were errors in the declaration. Now, mind you, I think I've mentioned, but if you're new here, I went to law school. I graduated from law school. So I've read a great many declarations. And so I knew what to expect in them. And so when I read this one, I could tell that it was just not the way it should have been. And I called him, my ex, to tell him I had received the papers and that there were errors. And I was all prepared to go in on him about how unprofessional the work was. But then... I actually stopped to take a minute and listen to his voice and he wasn't sitting back excited to be getting divorced. He was sad and angry and confused just like I was. So, you know, I kept my, my ranting to a minimum and I finished talking with him. I gathered myself and then I reviewed the papers one more time. I made a note of the important dates, dates like when I needed to respond to the petition and when I needed to report for mediation of child custody and visitation. I put the papers back in the envelope and I put the envelope in my important documents file. Then I didn't think about or look at those papers again until it was time to file my response. And that was my whole experience in getting served with my divorce papers. It's a lot. If you have already been served with divorce papers, girl, guy, I am so sorry. I know that it is a, a rough experience. If you have yet to be served with divorce papers, then I am so glad you have found this episode because I am going to prep you to handle it with much more grace and uh, readiness than I did. So let's get to the prep part. To start any legal action, the person initiating the action must formally inform the person they're taking action against of the action being taken. So that just means that whoever is filing for divorce needs to let the person they're divorcing know that they're divorcing them. This is called service of process, and it is what is meant when you hear someone say they were served. There are many ways to conduct service of process. Uh, it can be done by mail. It can be done by publication. It can be done personally. Personal service is the most common and reliable, and it requires that someone personally deliver the court documents to the other party. 
and this person cannot be a party to the case. Okay, so that's just a little bit of what it means to be served with divorce papers or to be served with any papers, but we're talking about divorce here. So there's that. And so now here's a few pointers that I wish I had known. First, avoiding the process server will not help. Okay, do not do like I did and try to avoid them. Try to delay the inevitable. Because as I just mentioned, there are multiple ways to serve you. So if you avoid them personally, they can always just serve you by mail or publication. At the end of the day, the case will go on regardless. And if you really refuse or avoid them, then you risk it going by default in the way that the person divorcing you wants it to go. So let me backtrack. When someone is filing for divorce in that declaration, they say, I would like to divorce Jane. And in that divorce, I would like to have our child Monday through Friday. I would like to have the house and I would like $100 a week. If you refuse service and you refuse to be involved in any of that, then they are very likely to just get what they have asked for, right? So don't avoid them. Don't avoid the process server. Don't avoid court dates. Don't avoid any part of the legal process if you want to have a say in how your divorce goes. So that is tip number one. Do not avoid the process server. Tip number two, you do not owe the process server anything. So remember I was saying that I didn't know if I needed to like look presentable or have a conversation. You don't. Um, you don't owe them money. You don't owe them a conversation. You don't even owe them kindness. Now we should of course be kind to everyone, but it is not owed. They're not expecting that of you. And often the process server doesn't know you or the other parties, so your your ex-husband or wife. So they really have no emotional attachment to either of you and couldn't care less how you respond. So you don't owe them anything. Do not feel pressured or anxious about this interaction. It's literally going to take 30 seconds. Tip number three, your ex cannot be the one serving you papers. So that's just legally not allowed. So if they try to say that they need to see you to serve you, don't believe them. It cannot be someone who is a party to the case, meaning your ex-significant other. Tip number four, please read everything you are served with as soon as you are able. A, you want to see what the other person is asking for. B, you want to see what is required of you. These papers usually have dates in them. If you have children, they have dates for mediation. If you don't have children, or even if you do, there's a date for when you need to respond by. And so you want to make sure that you are aware of these dates. You would hate for that date to be, you know, in two weeks or in a month when you plan to be on vacation. So you want to read it immediately to know what's going on, how do you need to prepare for it? When do you need to prepare by? So as much as we don't want to face what's in that envelope, you have to. I'm so sorry, sweetie, but you have to. So as soon as you get it, open it up and read it. Pour yourself a cup of tea, pour yourself a glass of wine, whatever you need to do, 
but read the full packet. Even if you don't think you'll understand a lot of what's in there, you still just need to skim it. Just have a general idea of what's expected of you and by when. Tip number five, I think I'm on five, is to create a file with all of your divorce documents. So this won't be the first set of documents you ever receive for your divorce. So you want to create a file and it doesn't have to be super fancy. It can literally just be a little file folder. Um, I think I had a binder, but you can just create some special place where all of your divorce documents will be organized and stored. And this will become especially important as the divorce progresses because often you have to provide supporting documents, proof of things. Uh, with every court visit, there are more documents. You don't want to lose any of them. And then even once your divorce becomes final, it's always good to have that because it is a legally binding document. So you just always want to know where it is. You want to know that it's in safekeeping. Um, this is especially important if you have children too, or if you're expecting any sort of financial support, it will all be contained in those documents. And so you do not want to lose them and you don't want one piece over there and one piece over there. You want it all together. So if you're like a stationary person, make a thing of it. Go find a fancy folder, go find a fancy binder. If you expect to have a super um, heavily contested case, go get a special box, make a thing of it, but make sure that all your documents are stored neatly, um, organized and in the same place. And then tip number six, and my last tip is to hire a lawyer if you need to. None of this, I should have said this at the beginning, none of this is actual legal advice. I am telling you my story and then giving you tips. Nothing I've said here uh, can be construed as legal advice. If your case is one that is going to be a bit more complicated, if you've been married for a really long time, if you have a lot of assets, if you have a lot of children, if your ex-partner is an unsafe person, you may want to look into getting a lawyer. You know, I did not get a lawyer because A, I went to law school, so I was fairly familiar with the process and the papers, and I had a ton of friends who were lawyers. Um, also, my ex and I were able to agree on a great many things, and so it was a fairly straightforward divorce. But if yours is not going to be, or even if you just want the comfort and security of having an expert involved, hire a lawyer, you know, um, there are some family law centers that are very affordable, if not free. There are a lot of solo practitioners that are very affordable. And then there's, of course, the big guns. Um, so I think I have an episode coming up where we'll get into lawyers. And so I'll be sure to drop all the resources there. So look forward to that. But just once you get those papers and you kind of see what your ex is asking for, that may help you decide if you need a lawyer or not. So another reason to read through the papers. So that is the last tip, you know, hire a lawyer if you need to. And I think that's all I have for you with this episode. I hope that it was helpful. This is just the first step in a series of many that will eventually lead to divorce 
and that we will cover here on the podcast. I know that it sucks. I know that it feels scary. I know that it is anxiety inducing, but trust me, you've got this. You will get through this and I am here to commiserate with. You can always send me a message on Instagram. Uh, The link is in the bio. You can always email me. The email address is in the bio. I got an email last week that was really um, sad, but I was glad the person reached out to me and I responded in turn. So you can always reach out to me if you need a little support, if you need to be pointed in the right direction. I am incredibly happy to help. And trust me, I get it. I have been there. I know what you're going through, but I also know that you're going to get through it that you are ultimately going to be okay. And if you're listening to this podcast, that's already a good sign. Not because I'm so conceited that I think this podcast is everything, but it's a good sign because it means you want to get through this well. You want to get through it efficiently and you want to come out the better for it. And just having that as your intention is good. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Grab Your Light, the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please tell a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram so that we can become friends. I hope you have a great day, week, and month, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.